Hi everyone, this is the WBCA Producer Spotlight. I'm your host, Tommy Shenefield, and today we have Barry Madden, host of Rockin' Roslindale in the studio. Thanks for being here, Barry. Well, I'm glad to be here. So for people who haven't heard your show, Rockin' Roslindale, before, what's your quick pitch for what it's about? Well, basically, I'm talking about uh, the rock and roll scene that was in Rosendale initially, and my part of it, and an awful lot of the music that I love, and the different uh, factions of rock and roll over the last uh, five, six decades. So you kind of have a, a personal connection to that the Rosendale rock and roll scene here in Boston? Yeah, I grew up in West Roxbury, and West Roxbury and Rosendale are kind of contiguous. And um, my parents were both entertainers. My dad was a musician, and I started to play the piano when I was five years old. Hmm. And uh, I got in my first rock and roll band when I was 15. Wow. So you, you, know, you were starting out pretty young with that. Oh, yeah. It's been uh, 55 years now. Wow. And so... What kind of music would you play when you were starting out when you were 15 or so? Well, when we were back then, it, it was, let's see, 15, I was 66. So there was Beatles music. There was music by the McCoys. There was Paul Revere and the Raiders. There was all those people that you saw on some of those rock and roll TV shows as much as the music that you uh, heard on the radio. And if you wanted to be a band that could get some gigs playing for some high school dances or something, you had to learn a bunch of these songs. Hmm. So did, do you think that you were doing it kind of begrudgingly, or did you also love the songs that you were playing? <laughs> oh, no, I loved the songs I was playing. <laughs> I loved to learn new songs. Um, at that point, I wasn't really singing very much, mostly playing the keyboards. And um, as it progressed, I got more into the vocals as well and uh, really enjoyed it tremendously. And I remember you showing me a newspaper clipping from a, a group called the American Revolution that you were part of. The American Revolution was, um, I would say, in the in the mid to late '60s through the early '70s, a real mainstay in the uh, Boston area. Um, played a, an awful lot of uh, gigs, uh, high school, college, uh, different shows. Uh, we actually did. Uh, back in the, oh, I think it was early, you know, well, maybe late 60s, a Summer Thing concert right here in Rosendale in Fallon Field that drew more than uh, a 1,000 people for wow. an outdoor concert. Wow, that, that's a, is, would you say that's, is that the biggest crowd you've played for? Or? It probably <laughs> is, yeah. Yeah, that, I, that's incredible. So with, um, back in the day when you were performing these songs, for these crowds and, and hearing them yourself as well. How did the radio figure into that? Well, there really wasn't much radio um, other than unless you had a contract. And, mm -hmm. you know, we weren't on the radio or anything like that. And everybody, of course, being a teenager, had dreams of recording and getting a contract and everything. Uh -huh. But I pretty on early on realized that that wasn't really going to happen. So I had to do it mostly for fun and make some money on the side. Yeah, I'm... Sure, it sounds like you had a lot of fun doing it. I did, I did, for sure. So then how how did you come from from this background of performing all that music from a very young age onwards? What brought you here today to hosting a show on WBCA? Well, I continued to play music, and I have continued to play music over the years. 
my family was in the automobile business, and mm. I worked in that business for 43 years. But um, I always had the flexibility and the desire to play, and I've played in probably 15 or 16 different ensembles wow. over the years, everything ranging from, ranging from a trio to, a, to an eight-piece band. And um, then the things kind of faded out a little bit, uh, and as I got older, I'm in my 70s now, um, I realized that you know I needed some time. I retired, and I needed some things to do with my time. And I knew the uh, manager of this station, Glenn Williams, mm-hmm. um, from back in the day when he played in some rock and roll bands in Rosendale. I reconnected with him at one of the Rosendale farmers markets, and we talked a little bit. And then I came down and talked to him here at the station, and about my ideas about doing a show about rock and roll in this area, and rock and roll music in general. And he really liked it a lot, and that's how I ended up here. Well, yeah, it's kind of incredible how you two kind of go back so far and then to run into each other again. Did, did you ever perform in the same band back in the day? or No, Glenn and I never really played together, but he played with people that I've played with over the years, and um, he knew an awful lot of the people. The, the, the Rosendale rock and roll scene was very tight, and most people knew everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there were trade-offs of here, there, and everywhere of different musicians. Uh, and it was pretty hot at the time. It was, there was, rock and roll was big in Rosendale for sure. B- bigger than kind of the surrounding parts of Boston, do you think? Well, I think, I think Rosendale and West Roxbury, Jamaica Plain, there seemed to be an awful lot of musicians that came out of this area. Mm-hmm. And apparently there still are. There's still a lot of good musicians here. Yeah, yeah, lots to, lots in the past and lots in the present, lots in the future to look forward to. Do you think you'll ever have Glenn on your show as like a guest feature to get his thoughts? I'd love to do that. I'd love to, you know, he and I, when we see each other, we talk about the good old days and he's always laughing about, you know, me and my Hammond organ and, and uh, you know, lugging a huge Hammond organ around when you were playing was pretty crazy. <laughs> Um, but he played with some people that I, you know, played with and, you know, there's some good guys here. I'd love to have some of them come in sometime and just do a little mini jam session here in the studio. Yeah. If any of them are listening or watching to this, watching this, they should, you know, get in touch with you, get in touch with us at BNN and WBCA. Yeah. There's a good (laughs) network there. So you've been hosting your show for, I guess, uh... A couple of months now at this point? I think, yeah, it's a little over two months. I just finished my number six episode. And, uh, you know, I, I record on a Monday and they play it back for the next two Tuesdays. And um, it seems to be going pretty well. I've acquired some listeners, um, people I went to school with, my kids. They love it. My kids grew up with rock and roll. It was in my house all mm. the time. And a lot of their friends, and, um, you know, I get a lot of feedback from people I know uh, that they enjoy the show and the insights that I might provide about the various groups, the, the personnel, the musicians, the style of music. That's great. And you, your show has a very informative style where you're both playing these, these very uh, impressive songs, but then you're also kind of adding your own insights into kind of the history behind them and the te- the musical technique and things like that. So people are, it's both an enjoyable show, but I, when I listen to it, I'm also learning something from it. Well, that's my hope. 
Um, you know, I, I grew up, you know, in a musical family, and I had some very good instruction over the years. And um, I like to point out to people what I think is important things to listen to, stylish, you know, what stylizes various things, what technical aspects of the music that make it special. Um, that's very enjoyable to me, as well as the history of things, of, of people who play, what they played before, who they played with. Um, just all that various background makes rock and roll uh, a whole culture that's been seen for since the 1950s. Yeah, you really do a great job of contextualizing all of it. And I, I'm sure people who are, are both familiar with, with classic rock and people who aren't as much so are both going to take a lot from it and enjoy it. I also must say, I feel like you have a great voice for radio. Have you ever done any broadcasting before this show? Uh, very, very little in college. Um, really not that much. And But, you know, I've played in, like I said, I played in various bands and a lot of times in a lot of those groups, I was the guy who did the introducing and the guy that spoke over the microphone a lot. So, ah. you know, it, it's, it, as Brett said to me when I first came in, I'm not shy behind a microphone. <laughs> Yeah, I guess all, you know, any style of, you know, kind of being an MC kind of translates across, so. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so, so again, you've been hosting your show for a month or two. Have there been any surprises thus far in terms of, you know, did you have any apprehensions before you started hosting the show that have gone away, or, or maybe you were, well, you didn't have any worries? Like anything new, I had to learn a lot of the, um, technical aspect of the, the you know, the, the soundboard and the various things that go on during the show. And this being a community access station, you have to be not only the personality, but you have to be the engineer as well. Yeah. So learning how to put all those pieces together and make it come out into something cohesive is very interesting. And every single time there's a learning process involved. And I would say the learning curve has, was a little steep in the beginning, but it's feeling much, much better all the time. I just recorded a show recently where I felt like I flubbed up something. But, you know, when people listen to it, I'm the one who realizes that there's a mistake, but most people don't even hear anything. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we've had a couple of people come on this show to talk about, you know, their own, you know, their own process of getting started with a show. And that's kind of a recurring thing is you're kind of going to be your own harshest critic where maybe you, you mess up one word somewhere, but the important thing is that you keep going because no one's going to care as long as you keep going and you keep providing something, you know, informative and entertaining. Well, that's always been the key. <laughs> Even when I was playing back in the, a long, long time ago in the, in the bands, if someone made a mistake, you didn't stop. You just kept right on going. And most people wouldn't even notice what was happening. You could find your way back again. And I've been fortunate to play with a lot of very competent musicians over the years. And um, it, I always remember a quote from one of my uh, really true uh, musical idols, Miles Davis. And he says, there are no mistakes. Just play. <laughs> yeah, we, we should have that on the wall of, of the station here. You know, there, there are no mistakes. Just just record, just talk. <laughs> Do you think there's any other overlaps between hosting a show here and doing a, a musical performance? Well, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of being involved in listening while you're playing uh, live, but also listening while you're playing recorded music and realize what's coming up. And 
I like to do things like say, listen to this solo, listen to this saxophone solo, listen to this guitar solo, listen how this artist ties this into what's going on in the whole song. Mm. And if I can cue those things in during a performance, I think it really helps people realize that. Yeah, what's your, again, for people who might have not heard the show before, it's very intricate how you kind of weave together all, all these different pieces of songs around a certain theme and you'll add context to them and share your thoughts. What's your process for organizing any particular show and how do you choose what to put in there? Well, what I usually do uh, in the very beginning, I, I focused on my initial um, entrance into the rock and roll scene here and with playing a lot of the songs that you had to learn when you were a teenager and you were playing uh, high school dances and focused on that. But then going forward, I try to think of various themes. Uh, I've done a show about the introduction of the organ uh, into the garage band, uh, guitar, bass, drums, uh, whole you know combination. And then I did a, another show on what I called signature licks, meaning when you hear a certain riff or mm-hmm. a lick from a guitar player or a singer, or you know immediately what the song is and identifying them. Uh, recently, I did a show about uh, the entrance of folk rock in the mid-60s, and some of these groups like the Birds and Crosby, Stills, and Nash and everything, how they combined acoustic and folk-style music into rock and roll. And, um, you know, that's that's what I look for. I look for various themes. <coughs> Excuse me. And when I have a theme... I then go and find the music that's going to support my theme, and I do the background on the music. I lay out a song list and go from there. Yeah, well, you're doing a great job of it so far. It's it's very thoughtful how you have it all put together. Are there any sneak previews for upcoming topics or themes? Not to put you on the spot, but no, that's that's okay. Um, I want to do something about women in rock and roll. And focus on women who really mm-hmm. made a big difference in rock and roll. Obviously, you have Janis Joplin, you have Pat Benatar, uh, you have you know Bonnie Raitt, uh, people like that. I also want to do a, another deep dive into blues and uh, the 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 way that rock and blues sort of came together in the late '60s and '70s. Um, I have a, a great idea about. Uh, showcasing harmonica players. I love mm. harmonicas and uh, people like Paul Butterfield and, and you know, people like that. Um, I, I'm also thinking about doing maybe a, a show um, just highlighting my favorite bands and why I like them and what they do that turns me on. Do you have one favorite band or is it too hard to choose? It's difficult to choose. If I had to pick any one a uh, band that I really like, it would be, quote, The Band. Uh, I was a huge um, mm. proponent, a uh, huge follower of The Band um, through my college days in the early 70s and after. I love the music that they played. I love the inc- intricacy of their music. Uh, I very fortunately, recently, two years ago, went to a camp in upstate New York called Camp Cripple Creek that... Um, showcased all the the music of the band and they had uh, some of the remaining members there that you play, um, listen to play and then have workshops with them during the day. 
Wow. And I got to play with two or three of the members of the original band in one of these great jam sessions up there in New York. Wow, that's so cool. That Was that sort of like a, a lifelong dream of yours fulfilled? Well, you know, <laughs> I've, I've always read these ads and, and looked at these things about rock and roll camps and stuff, and I've I've never really acted on it. But when I saw this one, it really, really interests me. And at first I said, eh, I don't know, it's a lot of money. You know, It's you go for four or five days. Um, you got to go upstate New York. But my wife and a friend of ours said to me, you're crazy. You go, just go. And I did. I got a friend of mine who's a guitarist to go with me. And um, we had an absolutely wonderful time. We met some wonderful people and um, we played some great music and it was really, really fun. As a matter of fact, I may go back again this summer. I'm not sure. Yeah, who who knows which band you could be playing with next. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, so on that topic of, of kind of being unsure about doing something but then going through with it and having a great time, do you have any... Any words of advice for somebody who might be thinking about doing a show on WBCA and they might be kind of apprehensive, not knowing exactly what it's going to be like? Well, the only what I would say is that, number one, when I came here, I didn't know what to expect. I knew Glenn. We talked. I met Brett. Um, but since I've been here, everybody here at the station has been wonderful, tremendously supportive. Uh, they've given me you know, a lot of support, but not given me a lot of restrictions or anything, allowed me to do my own thing. And it was really great. That's great to hear. You were saying earlier how, you know, back back in the, the 60s or the 70s, people would have to have, you know, a record contract to be on the radio. But then there's a station like this where somebody who's just kind of getting started could have their music played. And, you know, that, I think that's another great kind of unique thing about WBCA and BNN. Do you feel that there's any other? Well, uh, I, I really like the aspect of the fact that it's a community station. Yeah. That there's a lot of different things going on here. Um, I liked also the aspect of the fact that I was told that I could bring in people, a personality uh, to talk about the, the old days of rock and roll uh, and maybe even bring in one or two musicians to play a little bit for a while, and, and I'm looking forward to that down the road. Yeah, maybe you'll get those the members from the band to come down here. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> to kind of backtrack for a moment, you mentioned that your parents were both musical, is that right? Yes. Um, my, my dad, um, back in the 30s, was a band leader, and he had a, a large, uh, like, swing-era band. Wow. And uh, he played in the... Um, Providence, Boston, up in Maine, and around New England. And um, my mother, who came from South Boston, was a dancer. And she was actually in a chorus, a dancing chorus, at an old club in Boston called the Bradford Roof, where Hmm. my dad was playing, and that's how they met. So growing up, I have five siblings, and every single one of us had some music lessons as we grew up. And of the six of us, I was the only one that kept going with it. Hmm. And my dad was really fundamental in getting me involved in continuing to play. And uh, he helped me in the beginning with um, making connections with people that he knew through the Musicians Union and everything else. And uh, we had a real good run uh, in the late 60s where the band I was playing with was playing 
with a big orchestra at one point in time in Boston. And um, it was just really a great time, you know? Yeah. Were your parents supportive of, of rock and roll music or were they they sort of more focused on that big band era or they loved new stuff too? My, my mother, um, not so much. But my <laughs> dad, being a musician himself, really appreciated the technical aspect and the uh, artistry of the whole thing. Yeah, well, that, it's great to have that support from people, you know, that you're close to. What, what, why do you think, so you said you have five siblings, but then you're the only one that kind of stuck with the music. Why do you think, why do you think you're the only one that kept with it? It's something in your soul. It really is. You mm. have to care about it a lot more than anything else. You have to be able to hear it. You have to be able to feel it. And I'm not so sure that my sisters or my brother really did. I mean, they kind of did it because my dad told them they should. But, you know, I from the very beginning, I truly enjoyed it. And I truly enjoyed experimenting with different things. And I can remember to this day, my father saying to me a long time ago, stick with this piano because when you get to be 60 or 70, you're not going to be able to play baseball or basketball anymore, but you can play the piano. Mm. And so here I am at 72, still playing the piano all the time. I'm playing with a trio right now that does a lot of um, outdoor work, farmer's markets, different parties and things. And it's really fun. It's quality musicians and it's people that I've acquired uh, relationships with over the years. And it really sustains you. It really makes you feel great. It keeps you young, too. <laughs> yeah, you, you're you younger than me, probably by how much music you've played. <laughs> uh, is that a group where you're playing the, the same kind of rock, classic rock music? Or what style is that group? Well, it's, it's, um, it's not as much classic rock. It's kind of a throwback to um, a little earlier, maybe some of the doo-wop era. We have uh, people that, three guys, and and uh, we play a lot of stuff that's vocal-oriented, mm. uh, some music by people like Sam Cooke and Buddy Holly and, and you know, groups like that. Um, filter in a little bit of the more contemporary things, but it's really kind of um, the early days of rock and roll and R&B uh, Everly Brothers, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear it sometime. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to keep an eye on where where you're performing. Um, so you play the piano, and you said that you sing. Do you play any other instruments? No, I really don't at this point. I I played a little bit of guitar uh, years ago, but I've developed some um, nerve problems with my left hand, and mm. that doesn't allow me to play the guitar anymore. But uh, primarily play the piano or the organ. Okay, and I, I want to hear a little bit more. You said that you were bringing this organ to different shows. Does Could you get it upstairs? <laughs> it was a chore. <laughs> it took four or five people to lift it, so it was pretty big. Right now, I have a keyboard that will give me the same sound and weighs slightly more than an electric guitar, and you can parry it with one hand. So, you know, that the, the technology that's involved now, the amount of equipment that we used to have to carry around for a band would fill a truck. And now everybody can show up with their car with everything in the trunk of their car and play and get the same effect. Yeah, it's really incredible. Like, I guess a little bit less of a workout, but, but otherwise much less of a pain. Absolutely. <laughs> 
And I remember you you mentioned that you're thinking you might kind of do a little bit of playing on your show at some point, that you might kind of play a song and then have a piano and, and it kind of talk about the melody or the tune a little bit. Are you still thinking about doing that? Yeah, I'd love to do that. I'd love to figure it out and, and work out the details of it. But I think that um, doing that and maybe playing something, uh, one or two songs, and then talking about how we created the sound and going forward to get the effect that we want with the song could be very interesting. Yeah, it would be add another layer to your, your very in-depth show covering classic rock and, you know, kind of connecting all the pieces of these different hits and groups. Uh, we're almost out of time, unfortunately, but I'm, I'm curious, do you have any last messages for people who, who, who either are thinking about maybe hosting their own radio show on WBCA or maybe they're an aspiring musician and, and they're maybe submitting their music to WBCA and they kind of, you know, maybe they're kind of having trouble building up the confidence to do what they want to do. Do you have any sure. messages for them as somebody who's done so much in that space? Well, what I would say is that this is a great opportunity here. I found it six months ago, and I love it. Uh, it's very convenient for me. I live here in Roslindale, so it's very close by. But if you have the, the, the desire to do it, just go for it. Go for it, and don't be afraid to stick your toe in the water. It, it's going to be a lot easier than you think once you get rolling with it, and you'll be very, very happy with the results. That's a great message, and I'm sure at least a lot easier than carrying an organ up a tall flight of stairs. That's for sure. <laughs> this has been the WBCA Producer Spotlight. I'm your host, Tommy Shenefield. We had Barry Madden in the studio today from the show Rockin' Roslindale. His show airs every Tuesday at 7 p.m., and you can catch that and a whole lot of other shows on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston. Boston's community radio station. 